0: Hello, you're listening to the Leeds Sanctuary podcast.
1: Leeds Sanctuary is a network of communities in Leeds City Centre, each beginning with encounter and aiming to embody sanctuary and justice,
0: through which individuals and our city can flourish. We hope you enjoy it. Hello, welcome to the Leeds Sanctuary podcast. I'm Sam and I'm the host of the Flourishing Stream Flourishing is one of our core values at Leeds Sanctuary and um, this morning I am going to be talking to Anna and Emily, um, two of my colleagues. So this morning, um, the flourishing stream um, is often to do with um, well-being, so as the well-being practitioner it's something that I think a lot about and work with all sorts of groups. helping people with their well-being and one of the things that has been on my mind a lot recently um and it's probably on everybody's mind is winter and just how difficult well-being can be to maintain in the winter months and part of this has come from um a student breakfast club that i'm starting to work with and thinking a lot about student well-being and we often find that students' well-being disintegrates somewhat over the winter months, and I was thinking why students struggle so much in this sort of period leading up to Christmas and the time just after Christmas. And it occurred to me that you know when the clocks change, all of a sudden we lose a lot of our daylight, and I mean everybody knows about seasonal affective disorder, sad, um, and how that can make us sort of feel worse. And when you think about a student's lifestyle it often um, involves not getting up in the morning <laughs> so early and staying up very late at night so they reduce their amount of daylight hours and it's amazing but this can significantly contribute to you know a reduction in vitamin d which can lower their immunity there so they get sicker their endorphins are lower and generally they just sort of feel worse so these were some of the things that were going around in our head. So I just wanted to, to talk to you two today and, you know, see if between the three of us, we can come up with some things that we do that is going to make winter just a bit more bearable um, and share them with people. So how do you feel about winter approaching? How are you feeling about it at the moment?
1: Um, I feel mixed. So I don't like the darkness at all. I really do find that hard. And um, I've had various conversations this week. So we run quite a few evening events, and people saying to me at our evening events, "It was so hard for me to get out of the house to get here," and I really, really relate to that. However, I do love jumpers, <laughs> <laughs> so I was quite. I feel happy when it gets a little bit colder i don't like it when it's so cold it's uncomfortable mm. but when i get to get all my nice jumpers out i do really i really <laughs> like that mm. <laughs> so this is your soft roll neck oh. a particular favorite i think we're looking forward to seeing <laughs> <laughs>
0: right, jumpers this season fashion share. we're gonna have to comment on it each time yeah. she turns up in a Ooh, new jumper, a lovely jumper. <laughs> Emily how are you feeling about things?
2: So I listened to a podcast uh, a couple of months ago actually which was talking about winter and productivity and so I've kind of released myself this year to embrace the winter Mm -hmm. and the shorter days where before i might have tried to push through so essentially in this podcast they were talking about productivity and since the onset of uh, the industrial revolution and machinery it's expected that productivity will be continuous Mm. whereas actually for much of our history as humans we have been more productive in the summertime because the days have been longer obviously thinking about farming, for example, crops Mm. grow. Mm. But in the winter, that was actually a time when we would embrace the winter time and we would embrace that there was less work to Mm. do, but there would be more community inside. Mm -hmm. Um, So, for example, that would be when women would gather to knit and prepare for the winter in that sense. Mm. So I have really tried to embrace the winter this year and actually look forward to some cosy nights (laughs) (laughs) at home. Um, and not feel like I need to have lots of things booked mm. in or need to be working lots in the evenings or those sorts of things. I don't feel the need to keep my productivity at the same level as in the summertime when mm. I felt great about, <laughs> oh, it's seven o'clock and it's still light outside.
0: That's interesting it's almost like we need to see uh, winter as a, a time to nurture ourselves mm. a time to just be really kind to ourselves mm. and, and have that opportunity and yeah I, I do think of like winter as, as this kind of an invitation to gather together with family and friends like and I, I, these days we we talk a lot about the Scandinavian concept of hygge and how it's about comfort and building that comfort and obviously they have really long winters and, and very little daylight and it's I guess it's just trying to make the best of it isn't it Mm. I mean I wouldn't say I think I've struggled very much with winter in the past I three of my children were born in sort of February and March so I was pregnant through the whole winter and because winter does tend to drag and feel really long I remember just feeling absolutely miserable Mm. you know bundled up in even more layers when you're already the size of a whale was not massively fun <laughs> and, and then just you know and then just the days dragging um and then they were born in the spring and it just so yeah when i when i sort of see the the first daffodils push through i just feel such a, a sense of relief yes but what do you think about christmas in terms of this because it it's almost like christmas was put there to kind of break this up somehow mm. you know So what role does Christmas play for you? Well, I think
1: you and I are similar, that we both love Christmas, don't we? I'm I'm really trying to hide my glee. (laughs) Go on, Emily, tell us about Christmas.
2: Christmas is just... Christmas is just incredible and I'm conscious that you know I think you look back don't you and when you've got great memories of Christmas you realise that that is such a privilege because Christmas is also a really highly charged time Mm. for all sorts of different reasons you know emotionally um, and financially and, and there's so much pressure that can come with it but again I think it's about releasing ourselves from some of that and that can be really hard but if we can do that and we can really embrace the spirit of the season which for us as Christians is um obviously uh, jesus jesus birth but even outside of that perhaps more culturally it's about giving and and sharing and community Mm -hmm. if we can embrace more of those aspects then i think it does come back to that thing of nurturing ourselves at a time
1: when nature (laughs) (laughs) nature is making
2: it a lot harder (laughs) to do that
1: yeah and traditionally I've my family will have this joke that I'm the person who used to like really cling on to the Christmas traditions of our family and like was so kind of wedded to them that I'd be like no we must put the tree up like this um and (laughs) but actually part of my part of the stuff I've thought about over the last few years is letting go as you say letting go of some of that um, and thinking about it as a season rather than a day Mm. and thinking about like what do I want this time to be like and what do I what values do I want to embrace in this time rather than Mm. we must stick to all of the rules (laughs) that I have (laughs) self-imposed and actually this year is the first Christmas ever that I Will not have a traditional Christmas dinner at any point because my partner Andy's family don't do traditional Christmas dinner, and we we will see my family on Boxing Day, and that's we're not going to have a Mm -hmm. so and that's a we that has taken me a little (laughs) bit of thinking of like oh how do I feel about that and I feel fine because Mm -hmm. actually what we're doing is about family and Mm -hmm. about community and about being together, and I, I guess also I really reflect what you were saying Emily about it being a privilege I feel I. I'm so aware from various experiences in the past that my having two families really where we feel so welcome um and have such a lovely time is just an unbelievable privilege mm. really because that is not that's not true for so so many people mm
0: definitely yeah.
1: and I think I'm hopeful
2: more people will think about that this year obviously the John Lewis advert is mm. really shining a light on that but I think there's more discussion with the cost of living crisis about hospitality and community and, and welcoming people in ways that we might not have before
0: mm. so so yeah so Christmas kind of plays this role in in winter of a, a time to, to come together and to to really I guess look at our values and look at you know what what means things something to us mm. um and and obviously relationships and the people in our lives are are fundamental to that really mm. aren't they yeah i mean <laughs> so so last night my, my daughter um, got her first christmas tree a couple of years ago and, and you know because she now has her own place and so she decided you know, to have her own christmas tree and traditionally in our family we we give each other sort of things to put on the Christmas tree like baubles and things and you know every year getting them out was such a big thing so our our tree is so tasteless, I mean ridiculously tasteless (laughs) and it's full of bits of everything but it might be full of something that Archie made when he was three in nursery or something that's now falling apart but it's still there. Um, So she wants to recreate this and put different things on the tree and so each year I've been giving her a little something from me and so last night I said to her "I, I bought you something for your tree this year and and you can look at it when I'm when I'm gone, like you know, when I'm dead and then remember mum by this. And it was a Christmas sushi (laughs) 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 It was the most preposterous thing to hang on the Christmas tree. (laughs) I think she loved it. it. (laughs) She said, really is that what I'm gonna remember you by? she will now <laughs> <laughs> but yeah and, and you know my Christmases have changed as the children have got older because obviously you know, you know Christmas with four children was very much about you know children opening ridiculous amounts of presents and gratuitous present opening and and now they're a bit too old for that so they, they just want money um so now it's about, you know, what, what lovely cocktails can we make and what mm. games can we play together as a family mm. and things. So, you know, I guess it evolves. OK, so coming back to, to winter um, and, and surviving it, food obviously plays a huge part in, in winter, I think. You know, being um, a former chef, um, I love to eat seasonally and cook seasonally. And I am working very much um, this year on buying vegetables that, that are grown in the UK and mm. not having things imported we, we do occasionally have the odd avocado we give in but mostly the majority revolves around British vegetables which means that you're eating seasonally and so therefore the foods that we're making and eating now are very much revolving around um, seasonal foods mm. so what are your kind of winter comfort dishes what would be your ideal food that you're kind of you know you you go home in the evening you're walking back in the dark through town and you're kind of thinking do you know what I really need now for me it's stews Mm. and things
2: like that if I can make it in the slow cooker Mm. that's great and then I know that I've got it to look forward to and then typically I mean I would love to have that with a Yorkshire pudding (laughs) (laughs) but you know it might be potatoes or something so it's something that for me is filling but like you say it's I suppose it makes it does make you think of like root vegetables and eating
1: seasonally, um, yeah, things like that. I think mm. mine is mashed potato. Oh. I love yeah. mashed potato <laughs> a lot. And so a key art, winter argument for Andy and I is: are we going to have mash, which I'm which I always want, or roasties, which he always wants. Mm. Well, it's both are good. They are good. <laughs> they are
0: both good. Yeah, spuds. I mean, I, I kind of veer away from spuds unless they're, they're new potatoes in the summer. We don't really eat so so many um, potatoes. But yeah, come the win- winter, especially stew and mash. Mm. Perfect mm. combination. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Especially got a bit a bit of red wine in that stew. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. but yeah, definitely those sort of comfort foods. And I'm, you know, I think coming through autumn the squash and things like that um are really good and the root vegetables but at the moment i'm baking a lot which i don't do in the summer but it's going to be it's 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 sort of comfort cakes i don't we don't do icing so spiced apple cake and gingerbread Mm -hmm. loaf cakes and and that sort of Mm -hmm. you know comfort cakes um, are going down very well in my family at the moment. Yeah, I bet you're getting through quite a lot, are you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> quite a lot. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it just kind of, you know, it, in terms of, like, eating healthily in the winter, the, there really isn't any kind of certain foods that, that really people recommend you should be eating, but eating a good variety and eating lots of vegetables are, is going to boost your immune system because immunity is a, is another big thing come the winter um that people get a lot more sick there are more bugs going around we're all indoors a bit more and more likely to catch things so there's nothing specifically that that is recommended to eat but just to eat lots of fresh veg Mm. um get some fruit in too but you know that's slightly more difficult isn't it in terms Mm. of eating seasonally in the uk we've got apples really (laughs) yeah um they're great.
1: (laughs) So what veg are you eating at this time of year then Sam?
0: Um, At the moment so all the root veg so the the new parsnips are coming in, swede celeriac is a good one and also things like the leeks are now in, they're better after a frost, we've not really had a frost yet but you know Um, and broccoli and cauliflowers there's masses of those and they're beautiful at the moment. Um, Lots of them are grown kind of Lincolnshire way. So there's just, there is a huge variety. All the kales, I love leafy green Mm. vegetables. They're great. One of my kids' favourite thing is crispy kale. Mm, So (laughs) good. So good. (laughs) Um, So yeah, all of those kind of uh, things and obviously all the squashes and things. So there's actually like a huge, Mm. huge variety really out there at the moment. And yeah, it is... There's a bit of work involved in all the prep and things. (laughs) But like you say, slow cookers are great for that. Um, So good. Pressure cookers. Yeah, yeah, I do. So
2: you've got kids who are in that age bracket as well, but like for students, Mm. what are some simple recipes that you would recommend for sticking in the slow cooker before going off to lectures? I mean,
0: really, you can stick anything in a slow cooker. I... (laughs) I'm sort of thinking, you know, I'm very aware of, of the the work involved in prepping. Veg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you're up half an hour before your lecture, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's not always quite so easy. But then, you know, you can do rice and you can do pasta as well in slow cookers. So, um, yeah, I mean, I I think experimenting because student student time is the time to learn to cook. If you're sticking to cheap filling. Veg and things, it, like it's not the end of the world if it doesn't kind of work out. Mm. But yeah, it's the time to kind of play around with things and and see what what, what works. Yeah. <laughs> Very much. Um, yeah, I have my favourite cookbooks and things, but but also, yeah. um, so the other thing that's really really good actually for immunity is spices because mm. they have loads of of they called and like micronutrients in them and things so really Mm. boost your immune system so chucking in some spices and if you are getting a little bit sick of of root veg and things but turning it into a curry is always like Mm -hmm. a good thing or a chili or yeah you know it's just gonna take it to a different level really yeah um but yeah having having some good spices in there will definitely work Yeah. yeah
2: and I think so thinking about immunity as well if you catch a cold even in the springtime you're doing it's the same habits isn't it of trying to get warm and being cozy Mm. and what are your comfort Mm. things that you already do so some of it we we sort of get to winter and we're like oh I don't know what I want to do it's like so long ago but actually it's probably not that long ago since you had a cold (laughs) and you want that same comfort don't you
0: exactly and and the other thing about um boosting immunity is is drinking enough and that's something that people do less of in the winter. Because in the summer, you know, we've always got our water bottle filled up, we're thinking it's hot I must must stay hydrated. And we don't think about it so much in the winter. And we're much more likely to become dehydrated, especially if we then indulge in a couple of wines in the evening, you know, which is very tempting Uh, on a cold winter's (laughs) evening. Like that fire, like a few candles, you know Mm -hmm. it's you know Mold wine for the spices. Oh yeah, indeed. But um, <laughs> <laughs> that's one way to get spicy.
1: <laughs> Emily's nutrition tips. <laughs>
2: Look, I'm an opportunist.
0: Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I go with that. But but yeah, you do have to watch the. Maybe intersperse it with some glasses of water <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for more for more things. But you know, hot drinks are a great way of, of both warming you up and getting in those fluids and things uh-huh. and you know there's nothing lovelier than, than going for a nice brisk walk in the outdoors with a f- hot flask and, and sitting on a, a wall somewhere and having a a flask of hot tea or something mm. So yeah, talking about exercise and going out. So obviously, as I was saying, the students, the part of the problem is not getting enough daylight. So maximizing the amount of time that we do get daylight. But sometimes that's not easy. If you're working all day, you you arrive at work in the dark, you leave in the dark, all of a sudden you're kind of not getting your your daylight fix. So taking some vitamin D supplements is essential for everybody because Mm. we never get enough vitamin D in this country and everybody is recommended to take it you know we we do boost our vitamin D in the summer but our summers are not long enough for us to get enough vitamin D so it's something for everyone, I highly recommend the little spray bottles that you just spray under your tongue because it's a really easy way of getting really good quantities of vitamin D in it and it's absorbed straight into your system because what we often notice is that we start to ache a little bit and you know it's a little bit harder to get out of bed and get off the sofa and our joints start to ache and that's often one of the first signs or just just feeling a bit more tired Mm. or catching more colds things like that so vitamin d is recommended for everybody but what about you know getting enough exercise so if we can't always get enough daylight what about going out at night so is there anything that you do or enjoy doing when it's dark and going out i love going for a walk to get
2: hot chocolate I just love it we take we go with the kids so it'll usually be a night that's not a school night mm-hmm. but it's so nice because we get all cosy and then we just you know just go find we're very fortunate where we live in that we can access different cafes as well that are still open until sort of half seven eight o'clock-ish um, but yeah go get a hot chocolate and they love it because they're not usually allowed to stay up but it's great for them if they've been sat in school all day mm-hmm. you know and they've been sitting down or it's been wet break time so they've not been able to go outside but things like seeing the stars as well Mm. daft as it sounds Mm. you know when you're a kid and you live in the city or just outside of the city you very rarely Mm. get to see the stars so it's actually going out and kind of showing them those things and having those different discussions for the winter time Mm. and of course Christmas lights Mm -hmm. are coming on earlier and earlier so some of them in Leeds are already on so Mm. you can you know go have a little tour of the lights Mm. and and I think in Leeds we're quite lucky that they do tend to do events for families in the evening, don't they? Mm-hmm. So there was light night, it was in October yeah. this year... Obviously, Gaia, as we're recording now, Gaia is at Holy Trinity Ball Lane and, and open mm. for the public mm-hmm. um, to go in the evening. The Christmas lights will come on and there'll be late night shopping. So mm. we are fortunate to be able to go and do those things and mm. get outside.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, <laughs> so yesterday, my husband and I, I was, had quite a busy day and we were doing lots of errands and things. And so we hadn't got around to walking the dog until quite late. And about halfway round our walk, it it got pitch black. I mean, it had been quite a dark day anyway. And at the moment, I am obsessed with foraging. And I I cannot go anywhere without looking for (laughs) mushrooms. And it it becomes a bit of a a problem, to be honest. (laughs) So, So we were walking back through Hyde Park, and we were walking along sort of beside Headingley Lane. So, you know, this is like a dual carriageway on a bit of ground next to some um, nasty, kind of slightly greasy takeaways where student's traips and things. And there was just this tree. And in the sort of gloom, I could just see something at the base of this tree. So I had to stop. And goodness knows how many dogs had been around there and things. So, like, this is not the place to forage. <laughs> it was not hygienic in any shape or form. And I saw these things and I, I bent down and I picked them. And I was so excited because they were birch boletes, which normally is a really exciting kind of mushroom to find, a fungi to find. You know, it would be deliciously tasty. You could fry it up with a bit of butter and things. And, um, you know, I found some saps the other day and we had an amazing mushroomy meal. Okay. Like these, so I was like, these are great. This is such an amazing find. But as I picked them in the dark... I could feel that they were quite squishy. Oh, no. And so I I picked them and I was carrying them. And my husband was like, are you going to carry those all the way home? And I was like, but I've just found these mushrooms. Even in the dark, I managed to find these mushrooms. I've got to carry them. So I was carrying them. And as I sort of passed a, a street light, the light fell on them, and I could just see all these maggots. Oh. <laughs> but I wasn't going to give up, because I just <laughs> I had to identify them properly, and I couldn't identify them at this point until I got them home, <laughs> so I carried them all the way. I was wearing gloves, <laughs> but they were really close. <laughs> <gross. laughs> my, my husband was like, I can't believe you're doing this. <laughs> Dedication to yeah. foraging. The, the, the thing is, I could tell they were billets. I couldn't tell which which variety they were, and you have to break them. And if they're oak ones, they turn blue. So I needed to to, to sort of break them in the light to see what, what they were. So I had to get them all the way home. But they're very happily in the compost now.
1: Yeah. Is this oh. a, a tip for our listeners? In this
0: <laughs> but the joys of foraging in the dark. <laughs> I'll be honest of all the things that ran
2: through my head maggots was probably one of the best ones I know <laughs> of what it could have been
0: I, yes exactly. Emily I agree with that <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I do love it. I do love a late night dog walk. I still think it's, you know, it's sort of fun. And, and as, a, you know, as you say, as a child, that my parents would take me out at night, you know, in the winter. Mm. And there was always that added excitement, that kind of like, wow, and it feels like you're out so late, so like mm. almost past your bedtime. And, and you still like, as an adult, still get that same sense of like, we're out and it's dark and yeah. exciting things could happen, the possibilities yeah no I think you know we need to just learn to to love the dark and embrace it really Mm -hmm. um given the winter so any final thoughts about you know any more tips anybody um that you might give somebody for trying to embrace the winter and and enjoy it more I guess for me so thinking
2: about um because we mentioned students right at the start I'm conscious that we're For me, I'm like, oh, it's great because we can embrace winter and we can release ourselves from pressure. But actually, for students, this is quite a pressurised time Mm -hmm. in that, you know, you... You've had the summer where you might have been resting or working and then you come back and suddenly you're into lectures and assignments and you might be living in a new place. Um, so actually you're sort of, everything that you're taking in increases at a time when your body really mm. wants to slow down. So I suppose I would say embrace it in the sense of do what you know you need to do but also go easy on yourself.
0: Yeah.
2: And don't feel like you need to be out every night to mm. socialize. If you're not, you know, if you're not that sort of person or you're not up for it, mm. there are communities of people that you can go to and please feel free to come to some of ours. Mm-hmm. Um but there are other communities of people that don't need you to be on all mm.
0: the time. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's a season to be kind to yourself, isn't it? Mm. That I think that's what we kind of yeah um come to the conclusion of today really yeah you know just give yourself a break think about the things that are going to make you happy whether it's comfort foods or being with people that you love and just focus on those things and and let your body rest
1: yes Mm. and there's that what i'm just thinking of now is that at the start of lockdown one, there was so much stuff that came out about. I remember one thing in particular, questions to ask yourself at the start of each day. Uh, when are you getting outdoors? Mm. When are you moving your body? Who are you speaking to? Kind of who are you connecting mm. with? Mm. That was what that was all about. And what are you kind of putting into your body in terms mm. of food? And I, I, I think what's coming up for me is, I thought about that a lot at that time, mm-hmm. when actually uh, the key aim was staying physically and mentally well in some ways but i haven't thought about that more recently but actually i think maybe in this season those are the questions to to i mean they probably always are but particularly now thinking about those things and for do you know for me going outdoors before work Mm. i feel like that is so important Mm -hmm. in terms of personally for my well-being and how my mood is yeah. significantly impacted by that mm-hmm.
0: yes so getting outdoors as much as we can whether that's you know ideally in daylight but if we can't manage that to get out in the dark yeah and 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 you know we, we sort of touched on exercise exercise can be done indoors you know we can exercise indoors put some music on and dance in your kitchen or whatever <laughs> you need to do you know do an online yoga class but the best is to get out and do yeah. it if you can mm. yeah mm definitely well thank you so much i've been really (laughs) it's been a really enlightening chat um and thank you everybody for listening um please do let us know if you've enjoyed this podcast with your loved ones we're on facebook instagram and twitter at lead sanctuary thank you